Hey, hey, what is up, spiritual hooligan? So how do you quiet your mind in the chaos of the world? You know, the people in the world, they really aren't concerned with happiness and peace and a quiet mind. They want like money and status and being right and safety and winning a mate and being successful, blah, 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 right? So they don't really care about living from the perspective that we're all one thing expressing itself with infinite variety that all is well. You want peace, they wanna be right. You want joy, they wanna be better than you. So let me teach you about three totally unexpected, unconventional tools to help you to restore your quiet mind in the chaos and the negativity of the normal world. My name is Matthew Ferry and I am bringing you your daily enlightenment. It's your moment to pause, to slow down, to get connected to enlightened perspectives. I want to help you to quiet your mind and restore your peace. Okay, so I promise you three unconventional tools to maintain your quiet mind in the normal chaos and negativity of the world. But let me, let's, let's back up first, okay? I'm gonna start with the back channel because if you are disrupted by your life, then the negative self-talk, what I call the drunk monkey, gets triggered. It starts talking, right? Your mind starts talking and planning and strategizing. It's worrying, it's, it's you know, getting revenge in your mind. It's fretting, it's, it's essentially thinking without your permission. It's not a quiet mind state. And you cannot have a quiet mind and be in some kind of fight or flight. In other words, you can't be in conflict and be at peace. Those two don't go together. Now, over the last two decades, I've taught people just like you how to achieve rapid enlightenment. And then how do you maintain that quiet mind state? Now, to achieve rapid enlightenment, which is essentially a pervasively quiet mind, a sense of oneness and peace, is not possible if there is a certain um, restriction or uh, you know, diminishment of your order. So if you are out of order in some kind of chaos, then it's gonna reduce your ability to be in a quiet mind state. So, you know, your ancestors, they didn't work on restoring order in their lives. Just so you know, they left. They left and they went to the monastery to achieve peace. In other words, your ancestors sacrificed living a normal life for their enlightenment. Nothing wrong with that, but I don't think that's your deal. Certainly not my deal. So you and I have to go through the process to restore the order in our life so that the environment itself supports that ease that we want, that enlightened state, that quiet mind state. Now, enlightenment is the recognition that the source of life for you is the source of life for everyone and everything. And fundamentally, what that means is that you have the perspective that all is well. So to maintain that state, you gotta rethink all the structures in your life that disturb you. For example, anything that you have created in your life or you're participating in out of guilt or obligation, that stuff has to be reworked because it'll rob you of your peace. So here are three unconventional tools to help you to restore your quiet mind and get back into a peaceful state, this knowing that all is well. The first one, number one, renounce agreements that don't work. Now, as you see the unconscious reflexes of the drunk monkey, these, these little reflexes that happen when you are, uh, when you get disturbed, when you start to see those things in action, then you become acutely aware of the agreements that trigger them. 
Because so often what happens is the drunk monkey is being triggered. It has a reflex. I don't like that. What are we going to right? It, it has a reflex. And the reflex itself is based on something that's going on in the environment is, that is triggering it. And typically it's some kind of agreement that is no longer working for you. You begin to see that you're operating out of guilt and obligation. And the drunk monkey uses guilt as a way of getting you to comply with things that it has deemed uncomfortable but necessary in your life. Then you sacrifice your own happiness in the spirit of fitting into society or fitting into culture or your family group. So you're doing these things that don't feel good. Then the drunk monkey uses guilt and obligation to get you to comply. Now, as you embrace your enlightened perspective, you're going to see that guilt is just an irrational fear of not fitting in or not being liked or not being loved or accepted. It's like you're going to miss out on some positive outcome that is group-based. And as you transcend the insanity of the drunk monkey and all the hidden motives, you recognize that loving yourself enough will allow you to do what makes you happy. Now, this is a very important goal. This is a goal that I'm requesting you set for yourself because you're not going to achieve a pervasive quiet mind and maintain your quiet mind if your goal isn't to be happy, be fulfilled, be excited about your life, be, you know, be in this peaceful state. You know, the wisdom of the airline safety speech is critical, right? Put your own oxygen mask on first before assisting others. There's great wisdom in pleasing yourself first, creating order for yourself first, making your life workable, making you a priority before assisting others. And this is the opposite of guilt and obligation. It's therefore recommended that you stop doing things that cause you to compromise your own personal integrity. Now, integrity just means functional, workable, whole, complete, intact, okay? For me, like I had to completely cancel my agreement with my family to gossip and talk about other people in a bad way. It felt terrible to me, and yet I was, I was engaged as this feeble attempt to stay in everybody else's good graces, right? So it was like I would engage in the process, but as I engaged in the process, it destroyed me. And as it destroyed me, then I was like, well, but I have to, and I don't maintain rapport on this whole thing. So you have to cancel those kinds of agreements. And when you cancel your agreements, you know, they, they may be real agreements, right? So someone, someone might say, uh, well, wait a second here, Matthew, uh, you know, that, you know, that's what we do, right? It'll make people uncomfortable. Your objective is not actually to make more disturbance by canceling things or by renouncing things, okay? Though it may not be unavoidable, or maybe uh, it may be unavoidable in some cases. And your objective to renounce these agreements really needs to be done with grace and with style, you have to honor where people are in their psychology. So instead of fighting against their position or making their position wrong or, you know, uh, like giving them all the reasons why that's wrong and I won't do it and you're bad and blah, 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 instead of doing that, you actually go into a state of understanding, being kind, being considerate, putting yourself in their shoes. And the key is uh, when you are renouncing agreements with people, 
you do very, very little justification. It's so important. No justification is best, but very little. It just, it doesn't feel right for me to do that anymore. That's it. And I appreciate that you want to do it. And at the time that I said I would do it, it seemed like the right position. It seemed like the right thing. So the best practice here is to make it so that it's not a, a greater disturbance when you renounce things. Really, really, really important. Let's talk about number two. Number two, these are very unconventional ways for you to restore your peace. And my, my entire methodology is really unconventional. It's about being practical because what I found is most of the spiritual methodologies that I was, was tracking down, using, putting into my life, they didn't actually address the practical. They only addressed the spiritual. So I would adjust what was going on inside of me, but then the world that I had set up was still malfunctioning and creating all kinds of insanity for me. So I was changing, but then I wasn't changing my agreements in the world. And, as, and because I didn't change my agreements in the world, my world conflicted. And because it conflicted, that conflict created more talking. And then I would get into these loops and I'd be like, you know, I'm trying to be at peace. And then I would blame the world and it wasn't the world, it was me. I'm the one who just wasn't being honest saying, I won't do that anymore. Number two, renegotiate. Renegotiate agreements that don't work. So you don't always renounce and, you know, I'm giving up, that's it, I'm done, right? Some things you could renegotiate. I remember working for my father and realizing that this employer-employee relationship that we had was actually degrading to me. The context was thwarting my creativity and it wasn't allowing me to express myself the way that I wanted. And the solution was not to leave at that time. The solution was to renegotiate the way that we were in our relationship and, and change our relationship to more of a contractor uh, uh, type of relationship rather than employee, right? So there's, that's renegotiation. Um, my, uh, we've recently renegotiated in our life the way that we do the holidays. And my family all follows, you know, like the Christian holidays. And I don't care about the Christian holidays. And what I find is, is that they're filled with all kinds of guilt and obligation and, and zaniness. And so just renegotiate. It's like, I'm not going to come to those things. But what I do want to do is set up tons of time that is unobligated, where we can just be free and be ourselves without any of the stuff. The key here is not to disrupt yourself even more when you renounce things or renegotiate. You will not be able to maintain your quiet mind if you are defensive, arrogant, righteous, trying to make other people wrong, trying to take your position. Well, this is the way I feel and this is the way it is and I'm going to want it, right? If you're in that kind of mode, I promise you, this objective won't work. It'll, it's going to backfire on you. You can intentionally, if you want, omit the aspects of your reasons that might be degrading to the people that you're talking to. They may not understand. It, they, it may not make sense to them, and that's okay. Let's look at number three. These are unconventional ways for you to restore the harmony in your life, and sort of remove what is disrupting you, so that you can then be more in alignment. And when you're more in alignment, it's easier to be in a state of all as well. Number three is to recommit to things that you aren't doing that you said you would do or recommit to things that you're doing half-ass. 
So you're likely getting disrupted and disturbed by agreements that you aren't keeping or you said you would and you're kind of doing it, you're doing it half-assed. And if you want to have a quiet mind and live an epic life, then you have to maintain your personal integrity. Keeping your promises is going to add to your epic life. So with conscious awareness, you can start to be honest about where you're cutting corners and pretending to fulfill or just flat out breaking your word because you can now rise above the insanity of the drunk monkey. You have the courage to own, to own the places that you aren't keeping your word. And then what you can do is you can simply just recommit. So you don't have to renounce. You don't have to renegotiate. You can also just recommit, renounce, renegotiate, recommit. There, it's okay to do all those. You know, the truth is there might be a few unconscious motives or unconscious reflexes, hidden motives or uncommon, getting those words uh, uh, backed up. But if you look at my book, I list out all of the hidden motives and the unconscious reflexes. I'm a little bit tired, so I'm saying them backwards for you, okay? So there might be some hidden motives and unconscious reflexes that you need to work on and neutralize so that you're able to keep your word consistently. Because when you're keeping your word, what happens is you put the people in your life in a state of ease. Imagine that. Everyone in your life is in a state of ease. They know what they can count on you for. And when that's occurring, it's so much easier for you to be at peace. So that's my question for you today. Which one of these tools will you use to restore your quiet mind? Will you renounce something today? Will you renegotiate something today? Or will you recommit? What are you going to do? Leave me a comment below. I want to hear from you. My name is Matthew Ferry, author of Quiet Mind Epic Life. And I want you to make sure to like this. Like it. You listened to it. You watched it. Like it. Okay? Share it, please. This is what tells all these platforms that we're putting this message out onto that they should serve this up to more people. And I want you to help me. I'm helping you. You help me. That's how we help each other. And then we're going to help the world. So thank you for doing that. All right. It makes a difference for me big time. All right. And I really encourage you to, uh, to subscribe. Subscribe to my channel. Hit the little bell button so you get notifications. And then if you're not a part of our Spiritual Hooligan Facebook group, we're over there making a big ruckus on Facebook. Spiritual Hooligans, look us up. I'll put the link down below. Thank you again for tuning in to this daily enlightenment.